Start your day the right way by taking charge of your physical and mental fitness. It's important to know your numbers. They determine if your blood pressure is high or low, your cholesterol balance, even your blood sugar level, heart rate, and much more. Get tested by visiting your doctor, clinic, or stop by at any health center closest to you. Take control today. This message is from Doctors On Air with Dr. Pamela. Stay tuned. This is Doctors On Air with Dr. Pamela. Good morning. Today we're going to be talking about understanding arthritis and a particular focus on rheumatoid arthritis. Thank you, Drs. Oba and Ume, for coming on the program. It's a pleasure to meet both of you. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. So, Dr. Oba, if I can start with you as a, as a rheumatologist, talking about arthritis. Can you tell us about arthritis in general and what makes rheumatoid arthritis such an issue? Okay. Um, when you talk about arthritis, arthritis refers to the inflammation of the joint. Okay. Anytime the joint is inflamed, you will say we have arthritis. It comprises of three things. The patients will complain of joint pain, joint swelling, and joint stiffness. So anything that can cause these three things in the joints can cause arthritis. Or we say that is arthritis in the patient. And then it can be caused by different conditions. So you can have someone who has an infection of the joints having arthritis. You can have people who have inflamed joints for one reason or the other. They will also be said to have arthritis. Okay, And then there are some other conditions like uh, what we call crystal arthropathies, where you have deposition of crystals in the joints. And it can also cause the joints to be inflamed and it's called arthritis. Okay. So, um, rheumatoid arthritis in general is a cause of arthritis. Rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disease and it causes arthritis, it causes inflammation of the joint. So, what do we mean by autoimmune disease? What happens in autoimmune diseases is that there's a part of the body that, or what you call the immune system, that protects the body from external infections or external invasions of uh, microorganisms. When this immune system malfunctions, what happens is that the immune system, rather than protect the body, attacks specific cells in the body and then brings about inflammation. In the case of rheumatoid arthritis, this inflammation, this attack on the body takes place primarily in the joints, okay? It now causes pain for the patient. It causes a uh, swelling. It causes um, what we call early morning stiffness. So that is basically what um, rheumatoid arthritis uh, is about. As it's one of the causes of arthritis. There are lots of things. Infections can cause arthritis. But rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disease. And um, one of the reasons why it's of importance is the fact that it's not a common condition. If you go to the atypical clinic, you see more of malaria, you see more of hypertension, you see more of diabetes before you see rheumatoid arthritis. So people tend to see it as a rare thing or this is an uncommon thing. And because of that, there's the issue of misdiagnosis and improper treatment, which can lead to all sorts of complications, when, especially when it's not detected. Early. The symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis, I don't know if I can go on to symptoms. The symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis, usually, as I said, it is this joint swelling, joint pain, and joint stiffness, and it affects specific joints in the body. So it affects mainly the small joints of the hands, 
Okay, so the joints in the fingers, the joints at the wrists, it can also affect large joints like joints in the elbow, the shoulder, the hips, the ankles, and the small joints of the foot. In some patients, when it's really severe, it can give them chest pain because it affects the lining of the lungs and the heart. Patients can also have fever and um, weight loss. So when you see a patient, you know, joint pains, fever and weight loss, rheumatoid arthritis is one of the things that one should consider. And then when you talk about um, rheumatoid arthritis, in terms of diagnosis, there's no specific test that one will say, there's this test we'll do and we'll make a diagnosis. What we do is that we look at the patient's conditions, the symptoms. There are some specific tests we run. If those tests are positive in patients that have this specific symptom, then there's a likelihood that the patient will have um, rheumatoid arthritis. Some of these tests, we call them, um, they are serological tests, which involves um, things like rheumatoid factor, antibodies to cyclic citrullinated um, uh, peptide, check the uh, erythrocyte sedimentation rate, check the C-reactive protein. So, so that those are the tests we do. When some of these tests are positive, in patients that have the symptoms that are outlined, then we can say they have rheumatoid arthritis. Okay, thank you. I mean, that's been very comprehensive. Now, the thing about, um, you know, when you talk about rheumatoid arthritis, you talk about an autoimmune condition where the body is at war with itself. And it's something that, as you said, is not that common in Nigeria, but it is not uncommon either. People have it. Now, what can we do? Because, you know, there's so many things now on the internet and so on about how if you eat these foods, it makes it worse. If you eat that food, it makes it better. Are there things people can do in their lives to prevent themselves from getting some of these autoimmune conditions, to actually protect themselves, you know, and stop these things from happening? I wouldn't say you can stop these things from happening because um, really um, people get hypertension and they don't know why, despite the fact that they do what they need to do. So it's more like having risks where there are risk factors where if those risks can be avoided, then you um, you can avoid tests. For example, in rheumatoid arthritis, smoking is a major risk factor. So if you can avoid smoking, you know that um, it reduces your risk of getting rheumatoid arthritis. The other thing is um, genetics. If there are people in your family that have such illnesses, then you have a risk of having it. The only thing is that to prevent such things, you must not live a healthy lifestyle. You must not live a careless lifestyle, okay? Make sure your, your weight is within the normal, what you would expect your weight to be. Don't overeat or don't overindulge, okay? The other thing is um, things like, we, we call those ones um, risks you cannot remove, like sex, like age. The older you are, there's increase in likelihood of having rheumatoid arthritis. And female are at risk more than males. So I think more importantly than saying you want to prevent it, as I said, to have a healthy lifestyle and to, to have an index of high suspicion. Once you are ill and you don't know what's wrong with you, you go to the doctor quickly so that you are assessed. If you have that kind of condition, it can be treated early and managed uh, so that you don't end up with complications. Now, one of the critical parts or critical signs of rheumatoid arthritis is debilitating pain. And you've talked about different kinds of pain. Now, is there a way if you've been diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, perhaps early, you can then perhaps take some steps, maybe exercise, food, etc., to prevent yourself from getting into that position of having debilitating pain? 
Yes, um, as you said, the most important thing with such conditions is early diagnosis. If you are diagnosed early, there's a chance, there's actually a chance of cure. If you are diagnosed within six weeks, six months, and we start the correct medication, your disease can actually go into remission and you might never have a recurrence again. Is this uh, in terms special of, treatment or, sorry, no, when the, you talk about being going into remission, becoming cured, is that with a special treatment? Or, no, it's or with a basic treatment. It's, it's basic treatment, but there's a window of opportunity that has been established. Once you are picked okay. up early, there is a chance that you can have um, full recovery without having any remission. So the most important thing is um, early diagnosis. And then after being diagnosed early, okay, one of the most important, you know, as I said, we're in, in a community where, where in our area of the world, people still don't know much about this kind of condition. So a lot of people tend to, after seeing the doctor and getting diagnosed, they tend to listen to all sorts of people and try all sorts of things. You know, so and one of the things that does is that it affects drug compliance, it affects clinic compliance. Okay, so when you find that they are trying all sorts of things and mixing all sorts of things, those are the things that make the conditions um, even worse, causing debilitation and um, deformity and things like that. One of wow. the things I also I also advocate for my patients is that I tell them the diagnosis and I tell them to read about it and we discuss the condition because one of the things I believe in is that. What you are not afraid of, what you are only afraid of what you don't know. But what you do, you are not afraid of. So if we're able to discuss it thoroughly and they know what to expect, okay, then it gives them confidence that, look, I can participate in my management. That reduces the risk of having complications. No, I think that's very interesting. And I look forward to hearing a lot more about it. Thank you very much. You're listening to Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela. Thank you, Dr. Omer, for joining us. Um, I understand you have a foundation. You. Can you tell us why you set up the foundation, what that foundation does, and how you are making an impact on rheumatoid arthritis in Nigeria? Okay. <clears throat> yeah, thank you very much for that question. Uh, I would like to start from what my colleague said, Dr. Abbas, what she said concerning people um, listening to people out there instead of the doctor about how to manage their conditions. So we found out that there's a whole lot of misinformation out there. People do all kinds of things that are not actually medical for their medical condition. So we felt it's important to educate the public. One thing is to wait for them to come to the clinic or to the hospital. Another thing is to meet them where they are by disseminating the information to them to help them to understand the right things to do. Number one is to understand what the illness is all about. Okay? To understand what the illness is all about because most of them think it might be diabolic or things like that. So to educate them to understand what the illness is all about, how to manage the illness, whether it could be treated or not, but at least to get them to have the correct understanding of what to do. Are we making impact? Yes, we are making impact. And we are using the social media platform as a way to reach out to as many people as possible. Sometimes we also organize uh, physical uh, seminars, which is not that often, but it's uh, very easy to reach out to people online to educate them. 
So those who have come in contact with our programs, um, I could say they are happy for that because they would tell you all they have had. Um, and most especially for non-doctors, because I would ask all these things you are saying, are they from doctors? They are from non-doctors, meaning that people do all kinds of wrong things, thinking that they are the correct treatment for arthritis. Not only rheumatoid arthritis, but arthritis in general. Okay, so that's what the foundation is doing. And um, I think we are having impact. It has not been that long we are in existence, but I mean, we have reached out to as many as possible who are us right now doing the correct treatment for arthritis. Thank you. And I understand you have um, some specialization in, in pain management. So yes. how, do you, how do you help people with this intractable and often debilitating pain? of rheumatoid arthritis. What are some of the measures you advise them to do, both drug and non-drug related? Right. Um, yeah, from what my colleague earlier said, I'd also like to add one or two things there. In the definition of arthritis, usually it's commonly defined as inflammation of the joints. But in recent times, um, it has gone further, not just inflammation, but also there is destruction of the tissues of the joint like the cartilages and the ligaments and all that what is known as degeneration okay and most recent books define arthritis as degenerative disease of the joint what happens in rheumatoid arthritis because when it starts destroying cartilages and even the bone you start having the deformation of the joints so many researches have been going on in fact there's what is now known as regenerative treatment a treatment that can regenerate the damaged tissues of the joint. It's still a new form of science that if the patient presents early, it is possible now that tissues we used to think that cannot heal, can heal when they are given the right environment. Tissues like the ligaments, the tendons, and the cartilage. Thank you, Dr. Ba. It's been very interesting what Dr. Ume has been speaking about. Those are some of the therapies that are now available. Would you say he was describing, you know, stem cell treatment or was that immunotherapy? What was he describing there in terms of regenerative treatment? Yes. Um, in what I think what he was trying to describe is, as you said, probably some form of stem cell therapy. I know they have um, what you call platelet-rich plasma, which is taking um, like platelets or is particulates, uh, platelets from the body or plasma in the body that has that is rich in in platelets and it's injected back into the joint because it's, it's said to have some some properties for for regeneration within the joint so those are the new things but one of the things i would like to correct is that uh, as i said in rheumatoid arthritis autoantibodies are the ones that are causing the damage Okay, and they actually apart um, they actually affect the synovial lining of the joints. Okay, and that is what leads to the destruction. It affects the tendons too, as he said, but it is those tendons that um, have synovial lining. Okay, and what you have is that once you have that um, condition going on for long, it leads eventually leads to degeneration of that joint, and then it is called a degenerative joint disease. Okay, so when we are managing it, when we are managing it, one of the important things is to um, calm down the inflammation within the joints and also to bring the disease itself 
to remission. Because the disease itself is what causes the also antibodies affecting the synovium is what causes the inflammation. So initially you give drugs that will help to relieve pain, swelling, stiffness, and then you also give medications to treat the disease itself. Okay, and then some of these medications we use are what you call DMATS. DMATS stands for disease modifying anti-rheumatic drugs. And then um, they are in different categories. Okay. The I standard think, usually I think if we can if we can before we go into detail, because one of the questions that was asked was about, you know, the age and the sex. And somebody uh, uh, you know was calling in and asking about the age and sex of patients. What age does it normally start at? And why females? And would it always be genetic if it's female? And the reason why I wanted you to bring this out is that you're talking very, very generally, but as you're going into these disease-modifying drugs, maybe you'll say who it's, it's best suited for so that we can yes. have an idea of how best these things can be used. Usually you find a rheumatoid arthritis. Arthritis can occur in any age, but usually rheumatoid arthritis starts from middle age. Okay, so you can have, um, generally it starts from some people, it can affect some young people too, from the early age of um, 30s and 20s, but more commonly middle age, and then as you grow older, there's an increased risk, okay? And then the thing about this is that, yes, it's more common in females than males, and that has been postulated due to the effects of the, the female hormones. They feel the female hormones has an effect on the body and them at a higher risk of um, rheumatoid arthritis. Then the other thing is that when we say genetics, it doesn't mean that if your mother has it compulsorily, you must have it. There are certain um, parts of the genes that causes an increased risk for certain people. If you have that risk, or if you have certain anomalies in your genes and it's, it's in some people in your family, then there's the risk that you can have it. It does not mean that once the mother has it, the children too, or it's passed on in um, in a Mendelian fashion, no. But that there's just a risk that um, um, other family members can also have the disease. When we're going into the ones about the specialized drugs that can help the disease, do they work better in men? Do they work better in women? Or it really doesn't matter, they just work in everyone? Um, when you talk about specialized drugs, yes. As I said, they are called DMATS and they are different... Um, different categories the what i am i'm not sure it's not the sex that determines what we give each uh, the patient it is actually what works best so what you do is that when you start giving these medications you see how the patient is responding you assess the patient's response to the medication if they respond and the response is good then you probably continue until as far as you can with that medication but if the if the response is poor then the thing is you go on to something else that might be more potent than the initial one to improve, um, to see whether the patient will get a response. So you will have a response in the patient. So you have um, like three different categories of drugs. You have the synthetic DMADs, you have the biologics, which are the newer medications, and then you have small molecules. Okay, so in general though, uh, the drugs what Usually we start... Okay, so... Yes, I think rather than going into the detail, because we're talking to lay people here, I think yes, what yes. we can just talk about is the fact that, yes, we have drugs that can help, particularly yes. in early 
in in early um the early cases and then um how about things like exercise how important are things like exercise and managing weight and other non-drug regimes in the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis indeed in arthritis in general yes in arthritis in general especially rheumatoid arthritis it's a multi is a multidisciplinary approach where you, it's not just about the doctor and the patient but you also involve the physical therapist involve the nurses involve the occupational therapist okay and then at times even involve the psychologist okay so the thing about this is that when the patient comes apart from the non-medical aspect of it as i said you discuss with the patient you educate the patient about the condition and the treatment then the other thing you you do is asking them to try and live a moderate lifestyle a healthy to adopt a healthy a healthy lifestyle some of them by the time by the time some of these patients come some of them would have inside developing deformities so once you are able to reduce the pain the next thing is to want to send them to the physical therapist to help to teach them exercises that will prevent their joints from getting deformed okay and then okay. they are not well, like um, strenuous exercises but just keep the ligaments or those joints rotated and moving, uh, moving. yes moving. then yes. the other thing is now, that, as i said some of them might have already developed deformities so you want them to live the best life they can with these deformities the physical therapist will still help but you also have the occupational therapist who would now devise certain appliances that they can use in their daily lives that would help and uh, they can use uh, in such a way that they won't have too much of pain okay then as i said it's a new condition in with, uh, within an environment some patients would actually feel sad that why me okay so if if you have to also address the psychological aspect of the of the condition so if i had talk to yes you talk to the you you mm-hmm. at times you also involve the psychologist so that that would help in making sure the patient has a positive attitude towards the uh, towards the condition and then also making sure that um, he takes his medication and then I complies with the uh, doctor's instruction thank you very much you won't believe it but our time is up at the moment so do you have any very quick just last words to say to our listeners okay as i said um it's not for me i always tell my patient that having arthritis or rheumatoid arthritis is not a death sentence you can still live your full life with it as long as you listen to your doctors and have a good um, a healthy lifestyle thank you thank you thank you very much doctors on air with dr pamela